Welcome to the Consumer Rights Talk, where we discuss all things at the intersection of consumer rights and the law, including issues in foreclosure, debt collection abuse, student loans, credit reporting, and more. I'm your host, Attorney Adam Deutsch with the Northeast Law Group and northeastlawgroup.com. Visit our website for more information. Thank you for listening, and as always, remember the information shared in this recording is not legal advice. Welcome back to Consumer Rights Talk. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, today's show focuses on common fraud in auto lending. But first, some background on economic trends that consumers are facing in this industry. In February of 2017, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York released its report for the fourth quarter of 2016 economic data. And what they do is they focus on consumer economic indicators. So consumer borrowing, uh, mortgages, student loans, credit cards, and auto loans are the primary areas. Consumers are borrowing a lot of money and at a faster pace than we've seen in years. During the fourth quarter of 2016, $226 billion was borrowed by us Americans. That's a 1.8% increase in borrowing, and that's the largest quarterly increase in consumer debt since 2013. Auto loan balances showed the highest growth at 4.3%. What does this mean? Well, people are borrowing more money to spend on cars, and either people are buying more expensive cars or, more likely, I'd say, they're financing a larger portion of the purchase. Add to this the fact that 2016 saw more auto loans originated than in any of the previous 18 years since the Fed has been tracking the information. I mean, that's amazing, right? More auto loans in 2016 than ever before. Now, a key piece of information shows that the lending for subprime borrowers, those with poor credit histories, is also trending upwards. Roughly 25% of all auto loans in 2016 were for subprime borrowers. Now, for consumers who were hit, you know, in the 2008 recession. Now, look for for consumers who were hit uh, negatively by the 2008 recession, lost a job, lost income, something of that nature, and they have blemishes on their credit history. The need for a car is no less than it is for anyone else. But if you fall into this category, the ability for you to obtain good and legal financing options can be tricky. Over the years, I've met with prospective clients who have been taken advantage of in the car market. And, you know, the the ways that people come up with to take advantage of them is ever-changing. Now, it's no surprise that the auto loan industry has this kind of fraud reputation. After all, auto salesmen are trusted you know, about the same amount as members of Congress and my colleagues in the law profession. Now, the chance of getting ripped off only increases in the high-pressure environment of car sales and especially with used cars. The following are some common pitfalls to be careful of. Written disclosures. The Truth in Lending Act is a federal statute that requires the lender to provide you with financing information in writing. And the required disclosures include mandatory showing of of sales price, uh, down payment or trade-in amount, interest rate, and the term of loan. I've actually seen financing agreements where this basic information doesn't exist. I've seen agreements where clients have brought them into me where they had a, a sales contract where the loan They got financing for the purchase of the car, but all they have is actually a sales contract, and the sales contract shows that they put money down, 
and it shows how much they owe, but it doesn't say what the interest rate is, and it doesn't say what the term of the loan is. And, you know, this is insane, but I've actually seen these clients and multiple ones, okay, with the same type of problem get sued in collections uh, on the loan because after it's originated, it gets sold off. And, you know, something to keep in mind is the car salesman is getting a commission, but they're not actually caring what the performance of the loan is after the fact because uh, it's not them lending the money. They're financing it through another company. So I've seen this situation where people actually get sued and, you know, none of the information is accurate because the debt collector and the law firm representing them are trying to collect money. They're, they're making up interest rates. They're making up fees associated with the loan that were never part of the original agreement. And, you know, in some cases, this information may be reported at the loan is late, et cetera, with false information on someone's credit report. And this causes real real significant problems for the consumer. Add to that the fact that the buyer, when this information isn't given, the buyer has no idea what the actual cost of financing is or whether it's accurate because there's no terms listed. The auto lender could claim that you have to make payments for 10 years when you were negotiating to only have payments for two years on the on the car. And maybe you're buying a, you know, a $7,000 car and you want to pay it off over, over two years. Uh, all of a sudden, they claim that you owe a lot more. The same problems obviously happen with the interest rates. These are very basic terms that you need to know in order to understand what your monthly payment is going to be. Another common error are, you know, or fraud are hidden fees. And before I dive into that, I just want to highlight that if, if these basic terms are not given to you at the origination alone, that is a violation of federal law. And you know you do have recourse under the Truth and Lending Act to get uh, back any of the finance charges that you paid, uh, and you also you can also get you know some of the interest back, any of those things, and you'll have your attorney's fees and the the court costs paid for. So you know don't let yourself be a victim. And of course, if you've had negative information reported to the credit bureaus where it shouldn't have been, then that is also something that can be taken care of. Now, another common financing error that happens are, are these hidden fees. And the seller of the car, if they give you a price and then after pulling your credit score, they increase the price, well, guess what? That's a hidden finance charge. And unless they disclose it as a finance charge, that's also going to be a violation of the Truth in Lending Act, and you will be entitled to damages. Again, you can't have the if they're going to charge you more based on your credit score that is a finance charge it's legitimate for them to do so if you're a higher risk borrower but they have to disclose it as such they can't just claim that all of a sudden you're you're going to pay you know the, the cost of the car itself went up um for some other reason the sky is blue that day you know now look, if, if you live in a state like Massachusetts or New Jersey, then you also have state law protections under local consumer fraud statutes. These regulations make it illegal for the seller of merchandise to make misrepresentations, and it may also prohibit different forms of coercion and deception commonly used in auto sales. And with these statutes, you're often entitled to not only your attorney's fees to be paid for and court costs, but you can also get double or three times the actual damages that you suffered. So let's take a couple examples. If you're required to put a deposit down, but the seller then refuses to give the deposit back to you or apply it to the purchase, or 
you put the deposit down and then it turns out that the car is no longer available for you. They've sold it to someone else. Well, that's probably going to be a violation. You put the money down to hold, you know, it was consideration for them to hold a car and you were deprived of use of that money in the period of time that they had it. That's totally inappropriate. Um, and, and if they refuse to give it back to you when you ask for it, that's also going to be a, a real problem because they're depriving you of your own property and they're keeping it without uh, authorization. And likewise, if they're refusing to apply it to the car when you actually go to purchase it, well, then all of a sudden this is just a holding fee that they charge and that's not the deposit that you agreed on. Here's another example. What if the seller gives you a base price for a car, okay, but then all of a sudden they refuse to sell you anything other than a more expensive option. That also could be a violation. In the second example, that's a classic bait and switch scenario. And we see those all the time, right? You see an advertisement where uh, the dealer may uh, tell you they have X on the lot. You show up and it turns out they don't even have that car or the price in the advertisement is not the same as it is on the lot. These are bait and switches and you cannot do that. That is illegal. So stand up for yourself. If you find yourself in these in this position, reach out to an attorney who may be able to help you. And, you know, I look, you, you can go about handling it on your own. It's always worth consulting with an attorney, particularly when you find someone who you know doesn't have a consult fee, then you're you know, you're not losing anything except a little bit of time. Uh, but if you've been taken advantage of, then it's really important that you stand up for your rights. It's essential that you ask for everything in writing when you're dealing with the car dealers. And, you know, be extra careful because based on this report from the New York Federal Bank, and uh, and, and we have the, the link on the podcast page at northeastlawgroup.com, podcast section, you know, Based on this this trending data that shows the money is flowing again from lenders, the chance of you being taken advantage of by the sellers who only get paid on a commission, well, that's going to go up. They have nothing to lose because they're getting paid on that transaction. And if you end up getting screwed on the back end because of a shady financing deal, well, that's no skin off of their back. So be careful out there. Unfortunately, you know, this is what happens, uh, and there are certainly plenty of, of car dealer lots in, in the used and new industry who have phenomenal reputations, and there are those who operate, unfortunately, in particularly in poorer economic areas. Uh, they, they really take advantage of people more, and that's most of the frauds that I've seen happen in you know more economically depressed places. If you have any questions about this topic or anything else you may have heard on the podcast, please contact me on Twitter at Adam Deutsch ESQ, or you can always email Adam at northeastlawgroup.com. Thank you as always for listening. We'll catch you next time. <music>